say, hey guys, it's Sarah. We're going to get going Gavin on, right? This is episode 13. So yeah, let's get into it. So this week, I'm just going to preface this that I might sound even a little more disorganized than usual or a little more off the charts or excitement or just tiredness. Uh, Just a busy week with family stuff, health stuff. Um, I'm fine. My family's fine. It's just more extended. But please keep my family in your thoughts. Please send out positive vibes. As you know, I'm not the most religious person, but I do believe in good vibes sending on create good energy and it's just been a little bit of a stressful week with that so yeah I just thought I'd start that off with and yeah it's a little different than usual but as you know life goes on I'm trying to be as transparent as I can be without breaking boundaries or crossing lines that uh, I can be content with, that I'm pretty sure other people can be content with, not name-dropping, not giving out full detail. Because, like I said, and uh, Mom Uncharted has mentioned this multiple times, Rian, this other woman who is in that Mom Uncharted group, Diary of an Honest Mom, they all try to keep the identities of their children very private to not even existing on the Internet because there's so many people out there that will go out of their way to find you. And I agree with that statement. I agree we don't need everything known. That's a thing I was going to just say, that with these big-time creators, I don't disagree. That, like I said in the past, and it keeps coming around in a cycle and a little bit redundant, but we need to understand, yes, they choose part of this life, but respect and boundaries are always something that us as human beings don't really understand. We don't seem to understand as much. And it makes me think again of Northwest talking to the people, the paparazzi, like why you always got to be where I'm at. And that's true. So I just thought about that. A lot of these kids didn't ask for it. It was famous before. So like people like Jennifer Garner will attack, well, and I shouldn't say attack, But she will go up to the paparazzi and try to stop them from taking pictures of her kids because even though they sneak a pic, you you don't want to be that person. And I also think of like how I mention this every time, but it is a theme of mine why I say people deserve privacy. And a lot of times people try to control what they put on social media. Another great example, Shay Mitchell. She puts her daughter sometimes on her Instagram. And yes, some people don't think that that's great. But she's trying to control how much she has of her daughter shown up. And that's why she goes all mama bear in the grocery store when someone from TMZ tries to get a picture of her. Because she knows, as unfortunate as it is being in the spotlight, and you have to do that delicate balance, she doesn't necessarily, she never inherently wanted her kids on social media, but she needs to control it and maybe share what she can share or the little amounts. And I think she does a very good job. So you can search that clip online and see what she has to say about it, because I think it's a very good way to discuss and divulge and figure out where your stance is on that but I kind of agree with you know the mom uncharted's 
group and, you know, Shay Mitchell. I also agree with, again, Justin Baldoni's group with The Man Enough, Liz Plank talking about all her things on there. So there's just a lot of good resources out there again. And I think that as, you know, we keep evolving, we should be opening these discussions more because I, as even an older person who still looks younger, I have to block creeps too because you know what? Fame is not always what it's cracked up to be, as people say, but you also have to be careful. And I think I got internet safety drilled way more into me because I'm old Gen Z. So, but it goes into like where people are talking about child stars as well. And that's where I think about the LeBrants again. And I bring them up a lot, but they too, they should have a Coogan fund for their kid. But I don't even know too much about that. So you can search that as well. And that leads up to my next piece where, you know, I talked about a few weeks ago, some of those former child stars. And the Coogan fund as well goes into this play because sometimes people get residuals versus don't. Or sometimes people's parents use what they're supposed to. Like, there's not as many great laws against all these things. And that's really, really frustrating, as you can see, as more time goes on, especially with the fact that nobody really knows what's going to happen to all of this because it keeps blowing up. So moving on, because this will connect later, I promise. This week's Monday Mood is someone who is very powerful, I think, on TikTok, should be listed on TikTok, and no, it's not who you think, but it's someone that I think you should follow more than ever now, but it is, um, one sec, I'm gonna have to search this person on my phone, (laughs) why? Because I need to make sure that I get the name right, and if I don't, then we're just gonna have problems, so before people say, oh my god, she has her phone out, it's for research purposes only, and I thought that I had my volume down, but clearly, this is just, I'm just a mess today, as you can see, so for anybody gonna watch this whole, like, non-edited version on Patreon, here's the raw, unfiltered person that I am on Gen Z Gab, please enjoy I'm not fucking put together, as you can see, and that's okay. Because <laughs> life is messy. So, let me just, yeah, give me a second. Meantime, chat amongst yourselves. I should have some music going, honestly. iCarly was way better put up in that because it was a TV show. Okay, Connor Beardokes or Beardokes or Beardox. But he's, um, yeah, he's a Lumbee, a part of the Lumbee tribe, and he's been a very good creator for me to also look at and learn and deconstruct a lot of things. So, He has been amazing in calling out things and repurposing and being very 
vocal, especially to people who might be considered passing in different ways, as well as he's a very big speaker as much as he puts in links, etc. for Afro-Indigenous he talks a lot about things that we're not ready to discuss, and that's where it goes into my next point. Uh, Jody Sweden was on Christy Carlson Romano's podcast, and yes, I mention her a lot. I love her. I hear voices. And yes, people, I understand if I was a little critical of her a few weeks ago. I didn't mean to. I was trying to put it in a perspective of thinking out loud. If she listened, I just meant that this is how I'm asking, I'm raising a question to her, Jody Sweden, anyone really out there who might have a different political belief or a different belief system and being able to just kind of go along with it or if it's more PR getting along. Because I have a genuine question because Gen Z is more cancel culture. I will acknowledge that we are cancel culture more than anything else to you. But that's also because I've noticed that we also don't want to put up with as much. So it's just I'm curious how you get that delicate balance. So going back to why it connects to Connor, it connects to him because he talks about all those different things that's going on and why we need to open and start to cognitively think and unlearn. Well, Jody said on the Vulnerable podcast how white people need to start deconstructing how they think of racism and we have to have to start having these conversations because that's the way that it will end then or be closer to ending because it it starts with us so i just want to say i really appreciate that bravery that she is willing to speak her mind and yeah she said at one point it's a lot to do with how much older that she gets the more she doesn't care but she just, yeah, she's a powerhouse, a badass. I love her. I've always admired her. Again, I seem to always have a reflection with the middle child characters because that's me, right? <laughs> so as more time goes on, I just start to wonder all these things. And I get it that it's critical thinking and trying to understand and maybe family, but I just don't understand. And maybe it's putting up boundaries, but how... All this stuff goes around, but I just begin to wonder, that's all. How much is PR of them hanging out with former 90 Kid stars, and how much is real friendship? And I guess that that's just the Hollywood life that a bunch of people will talk about because it is, you know, a lot of things is glitz, glamour, and flash. And that goes back into where I was talking about earlier with the whole, you know, social media presence, the influencers, and I talk about this a lot, but it's true. I try to not talk too much or name big names or list them out of privacy for themselves because I actually came across this TikTok, and yeah, I'm gunning as a name now, but here's the reason. It's important to think about this. And yes, I one way or another, we can have our opinions, and they might not be your favorite person, but this is where I'm going to just say Heidi D'Amelio started to talk about how people get blown up after making fun of their kid, and then suddenly they're in the same circle. That's kind of why I I can have an opinion on these people, but I don't know these people really, so I can't say much more. And it's more about 
how it may be awkward, but it's not even being fake per se. It's just I don't see the need to really go around and venously be a bitch about these people to others. Plus, you got enough of that with the Barstool Sports podcast. Yes, I mentioned it again. How many of them actually need a podcast? I used to think that they were funny, but now it just seems like everybody, like, these creators are just using it so that they can push out the cash cow even more. And I'm sorry, anytime I watch, like, the BFFs podcast, which I don't do a lot, all I can think about is, again... This dude is like a 40-something-year-old who did not grow out of high school, college. And then these two bitches that just decide that they're going to make fun of whatever. And they say it's just a part of the trend and just a part of the style. I don't really care. It just makes it unappealing for me. But good for you. You get a thousand million followers. And that's another thing I want to touch on because a good creator, one of the bigger creators that I started to follow way in the beginning of when I started TikTok, which was three, four years ago, is Ethan Trace. He's a great one because he calls out people on their crap, and he also got that vegan teacher banned. So we applaud him for doing the work. Uh, but he's even keeps posting of just, you gotta be careful with this kind of content creator circle, cosplay circle, because you never know what people are gonna be like, and he raised such a good point today when I was following along with his story, just that, just because someone has something that costs more money doesn't make it that they're that much better than you, and then that made me even think about food, why? Because we have all these crazy diets going on around in this planet, and it makes me go nuts because I'm constantly trying to unlearn diet culture, right? And the goods and the bads and whatever. And the fact that all these PhD and registered dietitians have spoken out that there's really not that much difference and actually food that's not organic is regulated way more. I'm not saying it's one way or another. I'm also saying that clearly when it comes to maybe meat, you should maybe consider buying more of that organic and grass-fed and trying to set off the CO2 because they've kind of spoke about that. But aside from that, it's just very interesting to see because one dietitian did a great thing on peanut butter cups. Which one's healthier? Some people would say the Justin's. No, here's why. And it's just fantastic to see different lights shed on it. Plus, they also go into why we have this preconceived notion that European foods are better than ours, which in maybe some ways, yes, but it's not really that. It's also they have different names for different things. So there's just so much fear-mongering going around and so much classism going around, which I think we can establish that like there's so much going on with our society. And how I've mentioned before, we're more selfish or more you know, independent thinking. And I think that self-individuality is great. I don't really want to rely on a lot of people, but it is okay to ask for help. So I think that's that delicate balance. And if you don't follow Allison Says No or Mama Cusses or Tori Phantom, just follow them all because they have gentle parenting approaches. They have very good, cool, funny insights to life. So just, just some food for thought.
as well as I just think social media gets crazy the more time that goes on, obviously, you know, now you have your parent, grandparent, aunt, uncle, all that. Now everyone's accessible to everyone. So that goes back to that boundary thing. Like you just have to be careful, not for your own, but for the rest. And I think that that's a little bit hard when you suddenly get put in this seat where you want to be famous, a lot of people. And that's why they did the things that they did, like that land them in the same circle as Charlie Day Amelia. But again, I don't know. That's just like my theory. And that's my theory when I talked about the act creator, Ethan Trace, on how he said, like, the bigger creator you hang out with, who's, like, actually better. Because it's not really like that, because you can have a cheaper costume and still do well. So that's just some things that I thought you might want to think about, you know, as more time goes on and how crazy our society moves. Also, touching on that, when I mentioned so many of your family members are on social media, uh, Instagram, if you're listening to this, can you please help out Lulu Piskin? As many people know, I used to run her social media account for Got It From My Mama podcast. If you haven't listened to them, go ahead. They actually had someone recently from My Mom, Your Dad, the HBO Max show on, So, and I'd say that it was a very good listen. I mean, all of them are good listens, but the insight from another mother-daughter was very interesting, and I just thought that the values aligned a little bit with mine. If you've ever wanted to check out it, go for it. I think that the mother-daughter duo that they had on as a guest were very well um, articulated their, their thoughts very well, and as usual, it was hilarious with Tori and Lulu. So I think Honestly, you can pick a better one to listen to. There are so many really good ones, but if you're just tuning in, that's one that I would say don't miss out on. But going back to Lulu, poor Lulu, she is, you know, a mom, a wife, a business owner, all that stuff. If you've listened long enough, my former boss, a loving human being, honestly, there are so many words for her. She's hilarious. Yes. Um, poor Lulu. Some internet scammer got a hold of her account, hacked into it, and then now she's asking people about Bitcoin, blockchain, look at how much money I had. She can't even get into hers. And that was what we were dealing with a few months ago with someone else that listens to their podcast for Wells Fargo. I had to block the account. But Poor Lulu has so many connections on her account that it's really, really inconvenient for her. And she didn't even know, like, how it happened because, you know, you got the two-step verification. You got the privacy. So it's just one of those. A lot of times I feel like they want to tell Gen Zs and millennials how careful you got to be with people hacking in. And suddenly, no, It's the grandparents, the parents, the aunts, the uncles, the ones that are older than you that you have to suddenly be the adult for. So that's just kind of where I wanted to say, has anybody else felt that way? And if you have, please leave your story below because I feel like we could bond over all of this stuff. Also, could you tell us like your biggest thing? Like I'm going to probably be asking like my Gen X parents what it's like 
raising a Gen Z kid or what's their biggest differences with, you know, they're both accountants. They've hired people. Like what's the biggest thing that they've noticed in hiring people? The list could go on and on. But aside from that, I just laugh only because it's so intriguing how, you know, you could fall for it because it's done well, but you know better when you get the big numbers. But I'm also just like, all these bots are floating around and how does this, like, you can clear your history, you can say no cookies, all this, and they still get through. And it makes me think of that Parks and Rec episode where Ron's like, they know too much about me. I need to get off the grid. So, he, yeah, but it's so hard not to because with how much is moving in our society with technology and creation, it's just everywhere. So as much, do as much as you can, like I said, to protect yourself on the Internet. Use good judgment, common sense, which I know people can say that's, very broad or I thought I was doing that already it's just just a good reminder unfortunately because it happens to a lot of people especially people you know sometimes so as I wrap up because this has been a crazy week like I said and it's taken so long for me to take a beat I have some updates for you all not that it really matters but I I'm going to be doing a few more acting stuff coming up, so look out for that. I can't say too much more just because I've been learning way more about what to share versus not to share and NDAs. So I think that I wanted to just mention that before I left because so many good Acting coaches, casting producers, casting directors are on TikTok saying the same exact stuff. Don't talk about what you have going on on social media, online. Why? Because it'll get you blackballed from that production. And they don't want to scare about blacklisting because there's so much stuff going on about blacklisting. But they want you to be careful. That girl who a few months ago posted I was on Euphoria as a background character showing all these scenes clips, you can't do that. She signed an NDA, a non-disclosure form, but here we are. And people are just so unhinged these days thinking they can do whatever. And I know I sound like an old ass person, but it's true. I sound like a granny when I say this, but there's just some things that you need to remember and get drilled into your head because our society is so carefree about everything. I mean, yeah, I try again to not mention these guys, but the Kardashians, like you see them jetting off. Like I want to be like very cautious with what I say because I don't want to pay attention so much to them but I'm also thinking about even like our environment lately and how much I try to like I'm trying to be more mindful I'm still considered a climate villain even though I'm like on the lowest of that end to the highest of climate buddy <laughs> or barely working it but I also have health problems that I can't go vegan and I feel bad 
because of that. And I oddly can digest dairy, which people would be like, oh my gosh, dairy so bad. So it's just like that, finding that delicate balance for me. I will eat a lot of chicken. I will eat a lot of eggs, sometimes fish. And I know this is like totally off the subject, but I'm only talking about this circling back to like people thinking that they can do whatever they want. It's like Kylie and her family, they take jets for like three minute rides, especially Kylie, as it's been pointed out. And she's really putting a lot of pressure on our environment and slowly decreasing it and that's like where you have all the money in the world you could even like pay for like I'm not even saying that she should be doing this but she could have like a solar power or something maybe science isn't there yet but she could use an electronic car to go it would be less issue very there's just little things that we all can do. I also, if you have coffee pods, did you know that if you, again, remove the tops of them, the tinfoil, and throw them away, you can recycle them, and you can use the coffee grounds as fertilizer. And I know people are going to be like, that's just common sense. I don't know if it is or why the hell are you telling us, Sarah? Because there's, like, the little things. And I say this all the time, just the little things, because people want us to do all these huge, big-ass things in this world. We have to change overnight. We have to be the 1%. We got to do what we got to do. We got to win. We got to be the best version of ourselves. And all of those things can be true. But it makes me think, and I've mentioned this a few times, poco a poco, little by little, is what my host mom in Valladolid, Spain, and yes, I know... People can say what they want to say about it, and I agree that there is stuff going on, that there has been stuff and was stuff, but what I'm trying to take away from that was it helped me learn Spanish better, and it helped me get more comfortable with the world and living in the moment, and that's what I'm trying to say. Little by little, we grow and we learn, and when I was in Cuba, and yes, it sounds like I've everywhere and I've been a lot of places but I've learned a lot of things from all of that and not just the stereotypical oh my god I went abroad I went to Barcelona all those things like Ilaria no but what I learned a lot about myself because I'm also just kind of finding myself like everyone else is it's it is a process it is a challenge but you just do the little things that you can and Maybe it'll work out. We don't need this big energy. Not that we, not that it's a bad thing, but I just am here to remind you again because I noticed too much of that hustle culture, and that's the theme of my life. That we do not seem to take a step back and just see what's in front of us, and that's why I was saying that in Europe it's a little calmer moving. Not that they don't have their own issues, but it's still calmer moving, more steady pace. And I just, I like that a lot, like I've mentioned in the past. And that's where I've, every time I feel overwhelmed, I think about that and I try to put myself back in that shoe. So, yes. So I take what I've learned from my host mom's poco a poco, poquito a poquito, and we'll get there. And yes, I'm also talking about the environment because only 90%
Yes, all 90%, not only, only 10% of plankton are left in the Atlantic Ocean. And I think what we need to think about that, because it involves the whales, it involves the marine life, it is an important thing. Not just the little plankton you see the villain on Spongebob. So before I end, because that was kind of depressing, I'm going to tell you a story about my dog, Misty. And my brother. And the only reason I'm going to do this is because I find it hilarious when my brother is like the most patient, calmest human on the planet. Who usually doesn't talk to his pets like they're his children. But it's really funny. My dog, Misty, she's almost three. She's a bearded collie. She's very stubborn. But she loves to go to bed. She has a kind of routine where she goes in her crate at around 10 to 11. She gets a treat. Bam. And I've been training her since she was six months old. And trust me, she still has a long way to go. But she's doing the best she can. So a few nights ago, my brother goes to put her to bed. It's like 11, 15-ish. And goes, do you want to go to bed? And she kind of does. And he takes out a treat. He puts it near so that she can come out. She goes under the table. She's in the worst spot possible. And she tries to army crawl out and just get the treat, okay? And then she turns around and tries to come out. This is like after five minutes of her doing this. My brother comes back and checks on her and puts this in the in her face, the treat in her face to try to lure her out, right? Well, I'm going to say I just wanted to help out because I usually can. And he's like, no, no, I got it. And then he, you know, he gets her out. And then he, we have to take off her harness. She's in a harness, but he's like leading her on with our harness and about to take it off. She runs into our other table. We have two tables um, in between our house, like in between the kitchen and our um back patio area but yeah she hides underneath that and then there's a standoff for another 10 minutes at least and I said to him again do you need any help and he goes no we have an understanding between each other she will break she will do what I say I will be waiting until she does and she is stubborn right The minute that I take off her harness, she comes to me because I have a treat in my hand. I give her a little bit. I take off the harness and then she goes in her crate all easy peasy, lemme squeezy. And he just gives me a look like I just ruined everything. But for me, just because he is the most logical, very much the most like easygoing and can get things done. I just thought it was hilarious to see a standoff. Everybody has a person in their life like that. So picture that and then picture a stubborn dog or kid and you got it. That's yeah, that's life. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to like and subscribe to the channel and to the RSSS feed as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok, Gen Z Gab Podcast or Sarah Gallagher 21. And the Patreon will feature this completely raw and unedited version video. I hope you enjoyed this little gab fest. We will see you soon. Gab on.